0: From Manhattan Associates, welcome to the Nucleus of Innovation, your leading retail and supply chain podcast, where industry leading guests tackle some of the most important topics and breaking developments from around the globe. As we look back at another extraordinary year of disruption, we must reflect on the challenges that we've all faced. But we should also be reminded of the positive developments and innovation we've witnessed in sectors across the globe, too. Not least, in supply chain and retail spaces. Whether it was the grounded super container blocking the Suez Canal, or shortages in global workforces, through to the spread of new COVID-19 variants, there was plenty to discuss as we draw down the curtain on another year in the world of supply chain. However, for this special end of year episode, we're going to try something slightly different. Each of our guests will be given one minute to talk about an industry term in the context of 2021, without repetition or pause. Points will be awarded at the end of each round at the discretion of the judge. That's me, if you were wondering. So without further ado, let's get into it. I'm delighted to be joined by two new guests to the show this time round: Anne Ruckstall, our new CMO at Manhattan Associates, and also Georgia Laybourne, Head of International Marketing Efforts. I'm also pleased to welcome back a seasoned professional Henri Saru, leader of our operations in Europe. Now, because we have so many new guests today, before we start, I thought it would be useful if you could all give our listeners a quick overview of what you do at Manhattan and your best moments of 2021 from a retail or supply chain perspective. Anne, over to you. Well,
1: first of all, I want to wish you all a happy holidays and a healthy 2022 ahead. As James mentioned, I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at Manhattan, and I'm responsible for branding, communications, product marketing, demand gen, and partner marketing. I live in Silicon Valley, California, and I'm the mom to three wonderful kids. In other words, I have a black belt in shopping, and I had the pleasure of leading many startups as well as Fortune 500 companies. I am so pleased to be a part of the Manhattan family, contributing to what the world critically needs right now, modern global commerce made possible by smart, fast, and sustainable digital supply chains. Um, the, The best retail moment of 2021 actually took place recently at a local big box retail shop where I was looking for a large quantity of matching garlands for my extremely tall Christmas tree this year. It measures 14 feet tall. And my local store didn't have enough quantity on hand, but I was able to hop on my iPhone and secure additional supplies at two nearby stores. Now this cross-store inventory visibility gave me what I wanted, saved me a boatload of time, not to mention hassles, and made me one happy customer.
0: Uh, that, that's great, Anne. Well, it's nice, nice to hear a bit about yourself, and what a great experience—a 15-foot Christmas tree. 14. Sorry, 14. Foot, 14. <laughs> yes. foot. That's um, that's a life goal if ever I needed one. Um, thanks very much for that little introduction, and and now Georgia. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and your favourite 2021 retail or supply chain experience?
2: You mean with my five foot Christmas tree? I'm feeling a little bit um, insignificant now, but it's a beautiful Christmas tree. James, I couldn't be more excited to be here with you. And to be frank, some of my favourite people from Manhattan Um, For those of you who haven't met me, I'm Georgia Laybourne. I head up our marketing activities outside of the Americas, across EMEA and also Asia Pacific. I work very closely with Anne stateside, and I work very closely with Henri here in EMEA. My passion, and I too, Anne, am a black belt in shopping. I love that expression. I'm definitely going to use that this year. But my passion is empowering shopping so that it's spot on for the consumer, i.e. me, but also profitable for the retailer. And my biggest takeaway from 2021 in terms of best moments is the sheer will and determination of the supply chain fraternity who have kept life and commerce moving through some truly challenging moments.
0: That's great. Thank you, Georgia. And I think it's fair to say that we all know it. it's not necessarily the size of the Christmas tree; it's it's the number of baubles and lights that you have on it that count. So, so that's all right. And and finally, but definitely not least, Henri, hello from France. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and and what your favourite experience for twenty twenty one was.
3: So yeah, thank you, uh, James, and uh, good morning, and Good afternoon, uh, James and uh, Georgia, and uh, our our listeners. Yeah, I think uh, I guess I'm a, a veteran of uh, 20 years at uh, Manhattan and I'm in charge of our European, uh, Middle East and Africa operations, meaning uh, really that I, I, I manage the different uh, European teams uh, who work with retailers, manufacturers, wholesalers you know, across the, the continents to uh, delight their, their customers and uh, build the, the strongest uh, supply chain uh, possible. Uh, most efficient and, uh, and resilient, if possible. You know, best moment of this year, I guess I had to wait for, uh, for October when we were free to travel again. And uh, we had the, the pleasure to welcome, uh, you know, uh, Brian Kinsella, our leader of uh, product management and uh, Eddie Capel, our CEO, uh, who came for a tour of Europe uh, with me and uh, to meet our teams and to meet our customers. Uh, in extraordinary locations like uh, Silverstone uh, in the UK, uh, where we had a good conversation and uh, and raced some um, uh, ridiculous cars. Um, then, uh, you know, to Maastricht, kind of the, the heart of Europe, uh, good conversations again, and, uh, and a good couple of stars, restaurant, I guess. And finishing with a uh, Paris, Jacques Marandre, more, you know, fantastic exchange and Botticelli exhibition. And you know what? That beats, uh, you know, team uh, team meetings uh, and even podcast uh, every time.
0: Thanks, Henri. I think I'd agree with you there. I, I, must, I must have missed the invite for the driving of the fast cars at Silverstone. Maybe you and I can take that up on a, on a call at a later date. Um, great. So that's everybody introduced. Anne, it's your first time on the show. So let's start with you. Now, just remember, there's no hesitations or repetitions or diversions from the topic. You have one minute on supply chain innovation in 2021, starting now.
1: Wonderful. My innovation of choice is gamification. Why, you might ask, because I really believe an engaged workforce is a productive workforce. Now, companies have been measuring employee performance since the dawn of the Industrial Revolution. In warehouses and distribution centers where we hang out, that means measuring how well employees receive, sort, pick, pack, ship, and process returns. However, instead of relying solely on their supervisors to tell them how well they have been doing, gamification gives employees visibility and control over their own performance through real-time dashboards, on-the-spot recognition, and friendly competition with incentives such as bonuses or swags. So studies have shown that gamification works in learning, training, and even healthcare. So it's like my activity tracker on my Apple Watch where I can track my own progress, share my exercise results with my friends, and even occasionally challenge them to a competition.
0: I'm going to stop you there, Ran. Yeah, that's um, oh. that's that's one minute. Um, oh, you,
1: it is. Oh, wow. You, you are strict.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, rules must be adhered to. Um, you absolutely smashed that. Now, there, there was a there was a slight repetition of gamification on a couple of occasions. But I think it's quite difficult to think of words other than gamification to describe what gamification actually does. So I'm going to let you get away with that one. And I think that's. Uh, I I think that's a a very strong one point there. I suspect that you may have been practicing. Um, Georgia, you're up next. Let's see how you get on with the subject of customer experience in 2021. Ready, set, go.
2: Okay, here goes. A good customer experience is a seamless journey regardless of chosen shopping channel. This means that whether I'm in the store Or online, I am seeing the same offering, the same promotions, the same delivery options. And if it's out of stock in store, the sales associate knows how to get me what I want easily. And if the website comes up out of stock, tell me more. When will it be available again? And how do I get my hands on it? Reliability is the key. Although speed is desirable, it is way more important to satisfy the what and when with transparent communication. And if it does go wrong, tell me about it proactively in good time and advise me how you're going to fix it underpinning a retailer's ability to create a frictionless experiential dream for the consumer is a single view of inventory with an OMS that tells you where best to fulfill from and the best route from A to B at the end of the day James the aim is get me my stuff whilst turning a profit
0: very good Georgia you were only two seconds over then um I'm going to be really harsh here and say there was a small repetition of the word same. um, But I think that 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 was an excellent effort. And I'm going to award you one point as well. So Henri, we're at the end of the first round here. You have one minute on the topic of supply chain disruption in 2021. It's
3: over to you. Whoa, the bar is high. Um, imagine a whale oiled machine. Uh, demand is carefully planned and forecasts are accurate. You know, customers are buying what they are supposed to purchase when expected and where they should. Production plans are respected because from ship to shop, you know, from lithium mine to uh, electric car factories, every ingredient comes on time at the right price and quality. Ships, containers are abundant. Factory workers are healthy. Canals clear, ports are happy as a marina, truck wander in a sunny countryside ahead of schedule, purchase orders are delivered complete um, and shipped the same day. A hiccup is when one of the above goes sideways. Supply chain disruption is when the whole system turns wild and every nod has to figure out how to react like we did in
0: 2021. Very good, Henri. You are right on the button there. I suspect you too have also been practicing here. Now, I I was very, very rigorous with Anne and Georgia. Um, There was a repetition of ship and a very, very small pause on about 40 seconds. However, um, you had probably, I would say, the most uh, challenging of the questions. So I am going to award you one point. I am grateful uh, I'm grateful,
3: James. I just like to uh, blame my bad English that one was a sheep who shop and the other one was a sheep that sails.
0: <laughs> ah, ah well, Henri, in that case, seeing as you've so eloquently explained to me, um, maybe'll we'll give you maybe we'll give you two points um, for challenging the the quiz master. So that's the end of, that's the end of the first round, and that's a really good first round, by the way. Henri is 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 just just pipping it in uh, in first place so there's no pressure going into the second round georgia and we'll start that with you you've got 1 minute on automation in the supply chain go
2: okay there is a place for both man and machine in supply chain in the modern age Automation lends itself to wave processing, large volume throughput, repetitive tasks, bulk activity, that kind of thing. It's quick, it's reliable, and it can raise productivity exponentially. But manual labor continues to have its place and offers brain-powered agility and adaptability that is tough to achieve with a computer. That said, machine learning and AI are getting us pretty close to utopia when it comes to masterminding the combined workload of bionic and people power in logistics. What's fascinating is the plethora and diversity of material handling innovation available today, from robots to tech powered picking solutions to mass conveyors. A key consideration when digitizing one's network is orchestration of the varied activities across different solutions and the ability to juggle between robotics and manpower with a smart warehouse management system that scales with your business.
0: Thank you, Georgia. Um, two seconds over, so pretty good there. Unfortunately, there was a re- repetition of man and machine. I know it's very difficult to uh, to talk about automation without mentioning man and machine um, in in those terms. However, um you're gonna get a bonus point there for the for the mention of the word plethora, which is one of my favorite words and should be included in conversations as often as possible. So,
2: Oh, I struggle to forgive you for that little um, dropping of a point for machine, because I do think there's a difference between machine and machine learning. But you gave me an extra point. So I'll let you I'll let you off, James.
0: Thanks. Thanks, Georgia. You you, you get one and a half points there. (laughs) Um, Henri, back to you. Now, this is a tricky one. Um, now, I'm not going to let you play the I don't speak English very well card because you speak English better than most English people I know. Your topic is micro-fulfillment. You have 60 seconds starting now.
3: It's an intriguing concept, uh, certainly one that would not have made it to the top of the list a few years ago. Uh, but in my opinion, it's here to state what is it, why, how? The ability to uh, decentralize the preparation of customer orders in medium to small locations very close to regional markets to ensure speed of delivery in a matter of hours. Do it as well or better as the elephant in the room. I mean, this, is, this ability becomes the biggest Amazon neutralizer. Thanks to what? Nimble robots, ensuring productivity, agile Cloud native supply chain solution to distribute and orchestrate work.
0: Anything else you'd like to add Henri? You've still got five seconds. The topic,
3: micro-fulfillment, remember that word.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, Very good. Very good. Now, you're going to have to clarify this for me. There were a couple of pauses there. You went, ah. Now, was that a pause or was that just a French accent thing? I can't influence the referee.
3: It would be seen as a French thing.
0: Well, I'm not going to detract any points for that. Um, however, you are going to get an extra point for using a great phrase, which I really like, called, what was it, Amazon neutralizing? It is. I mean, there is a copyright, I think, on this,
3: on, uh, on Dennis' story, I guess, but uh, uh, I'm happy to
0: borrow it. Well, I suppose as long as we pay Dennis royalties for, for, for the use of that phrase, then that's okay. But that was a very that was a very good round. I'm going to give you two points for that. Thank you. And Anne, to finish round two, you have 60 seconds. This is a big topic. Cloud-native supply chain systems. Take it away.
1: Well, cloud-native supply chain is the only way to go. Cloud-native applications are indigenous to the cloud, made on microservices architecture, consisting of small independent components that work independently, yet they plug and play together via standard APIs. So think Lego blocks. Cloud Native application can take full advantage of the speed, agility, scale, and visibility of the cloud. You get the latest innovation every three months without, with zero downtime. You can leverage big data and machine learning to reduce costs, increase speed, increase efficiency, while maximizing choices for your retail customers. So bottom line, Cloud Native supply chain takes care of all the system and software for you so you can focus all your energies on serving your retail customers
0: very good and and anything you'd like to add you've got 10 seconds left
1: so always look for cloud native it does make a difference
0: okay thank you um tricky trickiest topic probably that we've covered so far there was a repetition of cloud native a couple of times i'm not sure how you get around that but it was a tricky topic um so Yes, there were a couple of repetitions, but I'm still going to award you one point for that. So, well, thank you. <laughs> at the end of the second round, uh, we have some some interesting scores. Henri, actually, you are you're out in front. Henri on uh, on four points. Uh, Georgia, you have two and a half, and and Anne, it's still time. There will be there will be more. Bonus points awarded at my discretion in the final round. You have two points. So it's everything to play for in the final round. Henri, you have one minute on the topic of people behind supply chains. Your time starts now. So are we done?
3: So I'm not talking about machines, robots, technologies, trucks, IoT. You sure? Uh, You know, You know what? You know what? I'm really glad we finally look at what is really important and changing. Uh, The world realizes we are in a mission critical domain only because of their efforts, their agility, and only them can solve um, the disruption we discussed. They are missing in large numbers because networks have gone super complex and densely ramified. You know, vehicle drivers, DC operators, planners, engineers reverse logistics, refurbishing specialists, customer service representative process and software engineers, a world of opportunities, a better job than before, more competitive wages I believe, more consideration and you know what they haven't they have even entered the boardroom mm-hmm. uh, and are a big voice there and are here to stay. So I would finish with power to the people in supply chain say we see a revolution
0: and we better get it on right away. Thank you, Henri. Thank you. We're a little bit over on time there. Um, no surprise there that the Frenchman talking about revolution in supply chains. Vive la revolution. Um, nicely ta- n- nicely discussed topic, though, Henri. I think um, I think I shall give you one point, even despite the fact that we went over for maybe 10, 15 seconds. So, Good, uh, good effort from you, Anne. Now, I know this is a topic that is quite close to your heart. So your final subject today is sustainability in the supply chain. You've got 60 seconds, and it starts now.
1: My pleasure. Sustainability is not a mainstream requirement. Consumers are increasingly prioritizing green in their purchase decision. More than a third of global consumers are willing to pay more For sustainable products, regulation-wise, 65% of the global economy is now committed to becoming carbon neutral by 2050. So, retailers must incorporate sustainability into their supply chain and order fulfillment operations. I would like to suggest a couple of best practices to get you started. One, enable last-minute order change to reduce returns. Allow your consumers to change an order up until the time that an order leaves on the truck. This approach can help eliminate returns and associate a carbon footprint. Second, eliminate wasted space in your warehouse and transportation by using cubing and smart pallet fill algorithms, for example, to reduce the footprint. And retailers can indeed do well by doing good. And now is the time to take action.
0: Excellent. and that's fantastic. That's 61 seconds on the button. Um, digital self-service, cu- and cubing. two excellent points there, which I believe Eddie also talked about in his recent uh, POV article. So the fact that great topic, um, super relevant and some, some nice synopticity to some other articles there, I, I think that's worth I think that's worth two points. maybe maybe two and a half i'm gonna be generous this christmas have an extra half
1: i think you have a soft spot for sustainability
0: i i I might have i don't know who told Mm -hmm. you. um and to finish off today georgia you have one minute to discuss moving the supply chain closer to the consumer go
2: one minute on the consumer any day of the week james The customer needs to be the hero of every single story in supply chain and thus getting physically nearer is a no-brainer. What better way to do this than to reinvent yet again the store and its role in selling and service. Using shops to fulfill is paramount to the concept of close proximity to the shopper. There are so many wins here from cost saving to sustainability to upsell cross-sell to space utilization and, of course, reducing, reducing in inventory pools. The more efficient we can be in fulfillment, the better we can serve our audience, and the more profit we can retain for the seller. It's not just about distance, though. We should also consider the opportunity for personalized interaction with our buyers. In-store tech creates this connection by pulling valuable information from the network into the hands of the store associate, thus enabling them to better engage and be closer. Point of sale is a case in point. With this one tool, we can see everything we need to maximise share of wallet. Now that's a definite win for moving logistics nearer to one's client.
0: Um, Where where do we start with that? Um, Well, let's start with the fact that you were ten seconds over, um, but that was an excellent and very succinct explanation of move of the reasons and the benefits to uh, move the supply chain close to consumer. So I think that that is definitely worth two points so let me do some uh some wizardry and here are the scores in joint second place we have georgia and Anne on 4.5 four and a half points and Henri, well you have been on the show before um but this is the first time to this format so you are the winner on on five points so congratulations to all of you um, some really insightful uh, and interesting, entertaining um, comments there. But uh, Henri, yes, you are you are the winner of this year's Supply Chain in Sixty Seconds podcast. So, uh, any anything you'd like to say to to our, our listeners?
3: Well, number one, I'm uh, I'm very uh, honored because the, the I, I knew you know competition was was going to be uh, extremely extremely high. My heart is beating like a 200 uh, per, per per minute, so this was not an easy one. I, I and but I, I want to uh, really thank my uh, my colleagues because I had a lot of fun as well. And if we can um, <clears throat> deliver in six minutes an introduction to supply chain, you know, it's not too bad. That's
0: good use of your time. Wonderful, thank you, Omri. and uh, and Anne. Anything you would like to say? It's your first time on the show?
1: Congratulations, Henri. That was so much fun, James. So next time if we do this, not at six AM Pacific time, I might be even more top of my game. But this was a boatload of fun. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome, man Thank you. Um and yeah, well, that's the gauntlet thrown down, isn't it, Henri? Um I th- I think we might keep Anne at the five, six AM slot to give everyone else a chance. <laughs> um, no, let's rotate a little bit. <laughs> Georgia, anything anything from you?
2: I'm just so relieved that I managed to hold my own alongside Anne and Henri. I think it was a well-deserved win by Henri, although I definitely think Anne deserves a, a bonus point for the time of day. But I agree with both of them. This was such fun. And I I love this about Manhattan. Manhattan makes everything we do fun, whether it's for our customers, whether it's for our employees, um, because at the end of the day, you've got to smile while you're doing all of this hard work. So a great, great opportunity, James. Thank you.
0: Excellent. And th- thank you, Georgia. And on that rather entertaining note, that does draw this episode to a- an end. And it also closes out for another year, the Nucleus of Innovation. I'd like to thank our guests for the episode, Anne Rookstall, Georgia Laybourne and Henri Saru. Uh, for providing not only some very insightful responses to supply chain in six minutes, but also a good deal of amusement too. Given that this will be the last instalment for 2021, I'd like to thank all of our guests who have taken part this year. But most of all, from all of us at Manhattan Associates, we want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. If you'd like to take part in any future episodes, do feel free to send a DM via Twitter with a suggested topic, or you can reach us on LinkedIn. If you enjoyed this episode and want to find out more about any of the topics that were discussed today, reach out on social media or get in touch with Anne, Georgia and Henri directly through LinkedIn. Until next time, it's goodbye from Anne, Georgia and Henri.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. And it's a thank you from me for listening. Stay safe, everybody, and join us again soon on the Nucleus of Innovation.